Hey, y'all. It's Jason with Goodness Steak Seasoning. You can order yours at bringthetasty.com. Goodness Steak Seasoning is good on anything. Add some to your chicken, to your popcorn. You can even add it to some of your fish. Now, here's the fish report. It's a Saturday night special and the official, get it, Cowboy pregame show. I'm Mike Fisher, your trusty and trust reporter. Uh, Breaking news in Seattle. I just got the text. Geno Smith is playing. And Pete Carroll, the head coach in Seattle, had said all week, nah, I'm not really going to bother with that. He left it a little open-ended. But what Gino did, Gino said, I want to play. And in a way, you know, this is kind of the Patrick Mahomes thing. Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City, he, 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 he feels like it's important that he plays. I think he's wrong, but what do I know? He's Patrick Mahomes. So Gino Smith says, uh, I feel like it's important too. And so I guess that's what he's saying. And so Gino Smith is playing. That means that Seattle will surely have some other frontline guys on offense for sure. Um, I'm not going to put Geno Smith out there, my comeback player of the year quarterback, and not protect him to some level. That does not, of course, impact what the Cowboys are doing. It is the Cowboys' intention. Uh, if that changes, you'll be the third to know. It is the Cowboys' intention to not play about 25 of the top-line guys. Bill M., it's all fun and games until someone gets hurt. And, and it happens every game. Uh, and it happened to the Eagles. Uh, they lost a core special teamer the other night to an Achilles for reasons that, um, you know, I can't explain. Uh, and and I've, I've had the arguments over the years. I've won all the arguments over the years. And nevertheless, teams do what they do. By the way, my name is Mike Fisher. I'm your trusty and trusted reporter. This is the Fishbowl. Um, we will uh, do a quick pregame show here. Uh, we will, if we're all still awake, We'll do a wrap-up, and uh, and away we'll go here and at CowboysSI.com. I want to touch on a couple of things to get you ready for tonight. Um, we've got a bunch of stuff on CowboysSI.com about players to watch. I thought DallasCowboys.com did a really cool thing. Um, they, did a, they did a all-Oxnard team. Now, they, I don't think they put 11 guys on the team. They put 10. And I wanted to kind of reflect – on my thoughts and your thoughts from what we did see in Oxnard and what Oxnard and what you have gathered from there too, on the top 10, all Oxnard camp Cowboys. Number 10, Jalen Brooks. He has pushed himself into the picture. Now where we are tonight with Jalen Brooks is not dissimilar to last week. Well, we want to feature him and give him chance to wide receiver and him and him and him. There's only so many chances. Jalen Brooks, though, at camp, earned his way into the conversation, the number 10 Cowboy at camp. Number nine. And I think many of us will say, this is a little low for Deuce Vaughn. He went from somebody that everybody thought was just uh, a a toy to somebody that's now six-round rookie in the conversation to be the number two running back here. Ezekiel Elliott, by the way, that conversation uh, double gone because – they don't need him. And because the Patriots signed him. Patriots are in Green Bay tonight playing their preseason game, by the way. Deuce Vaughn, number nine. Uh, I assume um, he'll be in the mix tonight as a featured guy. But you're getting to the point where it's it's Rico and it's Malik that are trying to hang on to a job. Number eight, Damone Clark. And this includes the game last week. 
and we've gotten to know him a little bit. This is an extremely, he's uh, reminiscent. He's the defensive version of Terrence Steele. He's extremely professional, probably even before he was ever a professional, asserting himself as a starter in his first full camp. Of course, it was only a little more than a year ago. He had the back fusion surgery, and some NFL teams thought that's that's not going to happen for him. And the Cowboys thought differently, and the Cowboys are right. Number seven, Jalen Tolbert. There's been some spectacular here, Robert Bass, with a $10 pitch. And Dear Fish, how do you like our top five offensive line for this year? We will get to the offensive line, Robert Bass. Thanks for the $10 pitch and into the brief on. Uh, by the way, also thanks for hitting the like button tonight. I know it's late. I know you're busy. You're getting ready for the game. But uh, hitting the like button gives you, fish heads in Cowboy Nation, some authority here. and gives me uh, authority, too. You can also come into the uh, Uncle Fish Club like Mark Z has done. Good good evening, Mark, and thank you for jumping in. Peter M., did I miss the nine bongs on the wall today? Um, yeah, to your question about supposed to be if you're if you subscribe, there's supposed to be a bell that dings somehow and tells you Mike Fisher's coming on. Mike Fisher's coming on. Uh, 46, Fish, you're fading out. Well, I'm not even doing Spectrum tonight. I'm doing it on Fishbone. Breaking up fish. Doggone it. What do I got? I got to do the show from Starbucks? You know what? I'll tell you what. Starting Monday, we probably will be doing stuff from the Star. And on Tuesday night, I'll be uh, at practice, I think is the plan. And so we'll do some live stuff there. Uh, Paul Gale, I got my bell notification. Dean Graham, yeah, I need to turn on notifications. I think that's, I think you can turn on notifications. Don't get, don't blame me if it doesn't work, but I think that's how it's supposed to work. Anyway, Jalen Tober, consistent playmaker, and then like consistently spectacular kind of too. Not as much as guy number six. CD Lamb, more than just all Oxnard, uh, he just looked like an all pro. Again, the plan going into tonight. C.D. Lamb not playing here, and that level of guy not playing here. Number five, and to your question about the offensive line, it never the offensive line never looked right at camp. Number one, because it almost never had Zach Martin, and number two, because Micah Parsons definitely, like, every day, and then Tank Lawrence, who probably deserves to be at least, he must be 11 on this list, because Tank Lawrence was really good. They just tore up this offensive line. But get me my best five. Get Zach Martin in there, which obviously will be the case in week one uh, at New York. Um, keep Tyron up and running. We've got a really good story. Tyron, who, of course, is uh, friends of Marsha, friends with Marsha, who he's probably told me this three straight years. She goes, I'm just going to keep going till the wheels fall off. And, of course, some critics would say, well, they, they kind of are. But uh, he's had a healthy camp, Tyron, playing next to Tyler Smith, strong, uh, strong and smart and stellar. And when I say smart, you only know this if you go to CowboysSI.com and look for it. Go find, go find Tyler Smith, CowboysSI.com, and you'll be glad you did. 
Guy number four, Brandon Cooks, the trade get receiver. He's just, he's just, he's elevated. Can I use the word class? He's elevated the class of the people that that hang around with him and work with him. That's how I'll say it. Sam Park with the $5 pitching. If we go all the way, who makes the ring of honor? You mean who off this team forecasts as a ring of honor guy? Hmm. The danger there, Sam, is you start getting caught up in that, you know, the beer is cold, the sky is blue, the halls of tops are white. Um, I think second preseason game is a little early. Uh, I, I will say this. I mean, obviously, it's a little early. The caliber of player that off this team that Tyron Smith has been for a decade and the relationship that he has with the Joneses is very special to them. They're very special to him. That that would be the name. That's the first name that just jumps out um, in my mind. Not counting Jimmy Johnson, obviously. And, I, and when I say obviously, I mean it. Number three. So J.J. Watt did a thing the other day on Twitter saying, quit going to Twitter to get your entire impressions of what a training camp looks like. And it was really good. He said, you know, it's, it's five seconds of an offensive lineman and a defensive lineman working against each other, and it looks like one of them won. You don't know what happened on the next snap or the next one or the next one or the next one or the next one. I remember getting an argument with somebody on here the other night. Or no, that was on Twitter. And it was about the uh, Dak versus Diggs, the back and forth. And I tried to explain to him, but then on the next play, Dak yelled at him. And he said, well, show me the next play on Twitter. No, no, I don't mean, I don't mean li- necessarily literally, nor do I mean or care that I don't have the video of it. I'm telling you, one five second of a snippet does not paint even close to a full portrait of what's going on there, which takes me to guy number three, Dak Prescott. And oh, I saw I, I, I saw you throw he threw an interception. We don't know what they were working on on that play. We don't know what the point was of that play. And then we didn't show necessarily the next play when he threw majestic pass and we will never show the incompletion that he throws on purpose that will never make it on Twitter where oh guys covered let's just airmail it and throw it away Freddie Stanley starters tonight not the plan Shadow Wolf Uncle Fish Premium that is a fair assessment thank you been doing this for 34 years with the Cowboys, 40 years in the NFL. Anthony E., the four-letter sports networks really took the Dak and Diggs clip and blew it out of proportion. They absolutely did, and I was really disappointed that more people didn't say what J.J. Watt just told you or what I just told you. It's commonplace. Guys rag on each other all the time, as Wildcat points out, and guys beat each other all the time. And the next play, the other guy beats him back. All the time. But but you have to sit there for three hours and take notes and know what you're seeing to come away with that. But and then by the way, then you gotta sit there the next day too. 
Because if you come away from one day saying, boy, uh, you know, Tyron Smith looked great today and Mozzie Smith looked terrible. What about the next day when Mozzie Smith looked great? That's why I appreciate DallasCowboys.com doing this project. Kenneth E., this kind of passion and practice and training camp is what builds championship teams. I'll buy that, but I do think we're retrofitting the fight, the fighting a little bit. The talking doesn't hurt anybody. Names will never hurt me. Sticks and stones do. And yeah, whether it's whether it's Shady McCoy, either either I mean, is it possible that Shady McCoy on Fox Sports that he doesn't understand trash talking? I think it's more likely that what he understands is the fastest way for him to make money is to be ridiculous because that is a money-making proposition. I'm proud to say that if I'm ridiculous, it's not on purpose, and Marsha pays the rent just fine around here at Marsha's mansion. (laughs) Thor 55, I'm ready for preseason football. Starters, who needs any stinking starters? Um, I'm interested, like, Bland is a perfect example of a guy. I don't need to see Bland. Do you need to see Bland? Anthony, some people actually think Dak's not respected by the other players on this team. And I'm telling you, I recognize I am a fish swimming upstream trying to explain the truth. Because, uh, you know, on a given day, I only have 500,000 people listening to me. And I don't know, if some TV network has 500,001, then I guess we lose. I guess... Common sense and credibility and truth lose that day by one. Guy number two, Trayvon Diggs was outstanding doing what he does. The mouthy ball hawk cornerback. Mouthy? I mean, in that clip he was. And again, he, he'll he do that on you. Ball hawk? I think he's the best in the league. I think he's the best ball hawk cornerback in the league. And even though we're dismissing Twitter video snippets, his interception sure did show up a lot. That was kind of cool. And number one. And this team is good and this team is deep, but a lot of guys had good camps. KP with a $5 pitch in. Twitter is for angry, hurtful people with nothing good to say. It, it can be an echo chamber cesspool, which is why I don't really converse on Twitter anymore. I... I post our stories there, but I'd rather just talk with you here. It seems like we have a little bit more control of our emotions. We, we funnel our passion in the proper direction. Michael Parsons is the number one guy. And it was astounding. Jay Williams, I'm jacked. Join the club, Jay. $5 pitch into the refund. What what he's done to lift his game from where he was already, in, in his own peers' mind, the ninth best player in football. And again, again, whatever. 15th best, third, I don't care. One of the best players in football. And now he's better. 
Freddie Stanley, how do they pay Dak 50 million plus and pay Micah the biggest uh, contract of all time for a defensive player? Uh, I mean, that's what's going to happen. That's what's going to happen. Micah Parsons will eventually get a contract that's uh, $35 million APY. It's a, it's a really easy, easy prediction for me. And Dak Prescott, whatever the number is, pick a number, um, what, what they're going to get there with him. That's the plan. Roger, thanks for the great work, Fish. You are the best. Thank you. Uh, to so many of you for uh, conversing with Broken Halo and checking out the Uncle Fish store uh, business. She's a booming. Freddie, that math doesn't work, though. I just told you the math does work, Freddie. The math does work. I just told you it worked. They will have a $50 million quarterback, and they will have a $35 million defensive star. That's what's going to happen. Um, if you're if you're trying to get into the complexities of it, I've written about it, and we've talked about it here, but it's very complex. Uh, big calculator, sharp pencil, completely doable. Uh, remember that the salary cap will go up, but also remember that the spreading out of money um, and the movement of money, as, as we've seen evidenced already with the Cowboys this summer, they gave this guy a big raise. And it only impacted the cap by $2 million this year. The, the math does work. Trust me. They, they are not, they're not going to lose Micah Parsons and they're not going to lose Dak Prescott. Uh, the good people of Oxnard, and I've gotten to know uh, some of the good people of Oxnard over the course of the last decades who are still I'm going to say it this way, and then you tell me I'm wrong. Still theatrically whining about the Cowboys putting up those VIP viewing tents in front of their view? I don't blame them for being upset. But now here it is three weeks later, and with all due respect to our friend Michael Gelkin, who wrote the story in the Dallas Morning News, explaining that they're still upset. And there's a picture of a guy, and he's very, he's very caring. He's being very caring. And he's got a picture of a jersey, and he's got it in his barbecue, and he's burning his jersey. Sean Stevenson. Fish, I love you, but you mispronounced my name. Okay. Sean Stevenson. Jesse Bender. The good people of Oxnard need to get some real problems. Listen, it's, it's true. I have this beautiful view out my window. I can see the Texas sunset every night. And then some son of a bitch builds a castle across the street from me and blocks my view. I don't like it. But I don't file a lawsuit. And I don't call the, I don't tell the morning news, why don't you come over to my house? So, so you can take a picture of me going like this. Because I don't, because I don't like that my neighbor. <laughs> that's my Karen imitation. My neighbor does get to build a skyscraper over there. If you, you know, there's a skyscraper going up back here. It's going to block things.
it was funny in the story when they said, because they noted, as, because Jerry, I'm the one that asked him, Jerry, what are we doing about that? And he said, we're, we're in, they have, they have carte blanche. Come on in and enjoy themselves. And these five neighbors that were interviewed by the morning news, no, we declined. I never went in there. I never took that invitation. Why not? What law, what are you, what law are you going to win? What lawsuit are you winning? What law was violated? Because they put up a bigger fence over your fence, higher than your fence, because that's what they did. I, I, I blocked your view of the field, so I invited you to come inside and look at the field. And you declined and then said you're not a Cowboy fan anymore. Maybe those VIP tents won't be there next year. Um, maybe they can be built a little lower. Maybe there's another way. Maybe there's another place. And by the way, was it rude of Jerry and the Cowboys? Yes, it was rude. They should have given him an alert, something. They should have worked with him. But I don't have the right to see the sunset. It's kind of like when people here in Frisco go, I, I used to live here when it was a small town. Now all, these, all you newcomers, there's too much. Well, then, then move. You can't tell me not to move in, but you can tell yourself to move out. Harold B., uh, some places have height limits to how tall you can build a fence. Of course, this wasn't a fence. It just, from from their backyard, when they wanted to watch practice, now it, uh, it was a fence as far as they were concerned. But what it was, was a two-story tent. You can't tell me I can't build it. I can't put a temporary two-story tent in my backyard. And if it happens to block my neighbor's view of the sunset, tough shit. I am sorry. The best I could do now that it's built is invite you to the party, which by the way, is always a good idea. If you're ever gonna have a loud party at your house, the way to have the cops get called is to invite the neighbors. Let's go watch the game, fish out.